Like, we couldn't not have fried chicken, but we didn't want to do fried chicken. So we took it up a notch. It's like you take the South and just jam it into one thing and throw it in the fryer. It's Monday, January 20th, and Scott and I, we have some bad restaurant news. We've got some Southern food. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat of Virginia. My name is Scott Wise and I'm here with my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, it's a holiday, but we're working. Yeah, we are working. We're kind of working. I'm, I mean, I'll be working. I don't know about you. We're working right now. What are you talking about? Yes, it's all work. This is all work. I don't feel like this is work, Scott. Can I tell you something, Roby? <laughs> oh, God, the face. Yes. I am still full from a meal you and I shared a couple weeks ago now. It's been a couple weeks. So I have to tell you, I was not... I didn't know that was coming. When you go to, when we go to record these things, obviously our thought is not we're going to eat as well. We're going to record. We're going to learn about the individuals we're talking to. We're working. Yeah, we're working. Even on the holidays, we're working. Absolutely, that's what it is. So when, I don't know, focaccia French toast with tomato jam shows up and these beautiful corned beef hash cakes, which I could eat like 50 of, I... that was that was like a feast. What Roby is referring to, for those of you who don't follow, uh, at Call Me Roby on Instagram or at Scott underscore Wise on Instagram, is a is a meal we shared with Nikki and Paul from Charlotte's Southern Deli and Tapas just after the New Year. Just after the New Year, yep we we had we sat down after the podcast and broke bread with these guys and learned a little bit more about them. But the podcast interview, which you're going to hear in just a little bit, they they got some history. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to that in a moment. But just I want to talk about this breakfast again. because We're still there. We're still I really there. Okay. I can't get it okay. out of my mind because okay. you and I both posted it on our Instagrams. The, 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 the and we would like them to have brunch. We'd like them to offer brunch. Now, I know you going. get a ton of interaction on your Instagram every bit. day. Mine is a little hit and miss. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just say that. Oh, and Scott, that, everyone loves you. They just think you're busy and they don't want to bother you. <laughs> you're sweet. That particular day, I think I got a four or five times the amount of engagement that I normally get on that one picture alone of the spread that they put out for us. And everyone's like, where are you eating drool hearts? Where is this? I need to go. Hearts. And and as you said, stars, as you said, follows Nikki and Paul. And as they will talk about in the podcast in a couple minutes, they don't do breakfast anymore. They don't do breakfast, but they're thinking about doing brunch. Right. Which I feel like those are more brunchy foods. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll check in with Nikki and Paul in a few minutes. Yeah. I need your buy-in. I'm there. Good, good stuff. Scott, we got sad stuff happening in the Richmond Dine situation. It's, it's been a little bit of a... It's been a hell of a week. Let's just talk about it. has been a hell of a week in, in the Richmond Dining scene. I'm going to go straight with you. It's been cruddy, 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 cruddy. You got Comfort. You have Acacia. You have Aloy. You have Sugar Shack amidst a bunch of cruddy, cruddy things about Sugar Shack. And then Chauncey's leaving the mayor. Well, that might not, not be a terrible thing. It's not, but you know what? Chauncey. I still get to be sad about it. We love Chauncey. We do. And I, I'm going to see him. I, I was messaging to. him after he broke the news on his Twitter account that he was leaving the mayor. And I said, what's the deal? He said, great opportunity has come up. I had to take it. And I'll announce more later. Nice. Nice. He's, well, at least he was straight with you. Yeah, I think his last day, I think he's working through February, maybe through the end of February. Oh, good. So you got some time if you want to see Chauncey, who was on our podcast um, early last year. We'll put up a couple of things about Chauncey up on the old Eat at Virginia Instagram so you can get to know him a little bit more before he moves. So what exactly is happening with all these 
you know, seemingly oh. popular and fun restaurants closing in our town. Well, I'm going to see if I can't, because you know me, I'm sort of gloom and doom, spin all of these as positive things. Ready? Let's do it. Comfort is closing because Jason, Allie, and Michelle Jones have opened or started, let's say, a new consulting company called Allie Jones Hospitality, I believe, or Jones Alley Hospitality. And so he's going to be consulting for some restaurants in Fredericksburg or a restaurant in Fredericksburg. And they are opening the pickleball place called Rally. And I did want to jump in real quick about comfort. I, I sent a, a text to Michelle to ask her, you know, if she had anything she wanted sure. to say to our to our listening audience. And um, of course, she said she wanted to thank everybody for their years of support. That place was, om- oh, that place 17 was open years. Yeah, almost two decades over on Broad Street in Richmond. Um, but she did say that they are open till the end of the month and they want to make sure that people uh, can come out and enjoy it one last time to make a reservation. There's a fundraiser on February 4th for No Kid Hungry. That's going to feature chefs Ed Lee, Joy Crump, Andre Mack, and of course, Jason Alley. So Andre Mack is not a chef. He owns a winery. Um, Joy Crump is a food with an E in Fredericksburg. And Ed Lee, you should read his book and maybe go to his restaurant that sits outside of Baltimore called Succotash, I believe. So that's all all out of memory, Scott. Aloy is closing. And I, I mean, that's a beautiful restaurant. And the only positive way I can spend that closing is Ben Waters left to be with his wife. She does a lot of the work at Elwood's and they just had a baby. So dad at home, positive spin for me. Then Sugar Shack, the one in Fredericksburg is now Freddy's Donuts. So you can that. still get donuts, Sugar Shack type donuts. And I think the whole Ian Kelly thing is just a sad, sad scene. Um, but if you do want vegan pastries, I can send you over to Idle Hands Bakery, which is on Strawberry Street. So there you go. And if you want good local donuts, the folks over at Country Style. Absolutely. Oof. Delicious stuff. And they've been open for forever and 24 hours over there on the Williamsburg Road or near the airport. So if you need a donut at 3 a.m., that's good. And then what was our last one? Acacia. The building has been sold right there. This will be their second move. And I think that Dale and Aileen, I mean, they left the Cary Street location, opened this location. Both of them have been giantly successful. So all I can say is high five to the new venture. I'm really hungry right now. I know. I just went through all these stuff. Yes. And I've started 2020 with a little bit of a change in lifestyle. Are you doing January? Well, I gotta say this incredulously because I just don't think that you are. I mentioned... We mentioned earlier that amazing meal we had on, on January 5th. Oh, that's right. You're decarbing. I have, I have limited my carb intake since then. Do you have more energy? I feel like I'm wired. Vodka so I'm has no coffee. carbs. I'm drinking black coffee. Vodka has but no carbs. All right. Well, that's the other thing I've done in January. I've, Is liquor? No. <laughs> the opposite. I have uh, attempted this dry. I've attempted, <laughs> I attempted this dry January. I've never done that before. You've a, did you fail? I mean, we're still in the midst, right? <laughs> so I'm not going to like make a prediction. But you're still there. You're, still there. you're holding on. I'm still there. I'm holding on. How about yeah, you? Are you, are you doing a, Oh, uh-uh. what are you talking about? This is, this is time to reset, reset Re- what, and reflect. Well, re- why can't you reset in February? I mean, you could. It, there's also less days in February, so it'd be a little easier <laughs> to get through. Not this year. I think it's 29 days. Isn't this year a leap year? It is. It is. Well, nonetheless, here's what I think. I think that you can have a dry week. Why do you have to have a dry month? It might, it might end up that way after this <laughs> podcast recording. I might need a drink after this. I am not for dry anywhere. I think that it forces weird, weird, imposes weird stuff on your body. I think 
So not drinking imposes weird stuff on your body? No, I think that everything in moderation is the way you should go. Eliminating things from your diet, you know, I'm against that too. Yeah. I, I am. I just You think, hate me today. I don't. I don't. I think you should do what you want. But Roby, talking about just specifically me, I think you do things in moderation. You want a good thing of pasta? You know that you want a good thing of pasta. Right now, you want a good thing me. of pasta. Well, yeah. What does pasta mean in this conversation? Carbs. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> That's what it means. Anyway, the point is this, is you do what you want, but I think a good cocktail. I mean, the Jasper is back. The happy hour is brilliant, and they just got back to happy hour after the Miracle on Cary Street, and everybody got a vacation and probably had to ice their elbows. Um, they're back with happy hour. You're, that's what you're missing. You know who else has an amazing happy hour? Charlotte's. I'm gonna let Southern you. I'm gonna let you say this name. Thomas. Can we talk about this name? Charlotte. Everything is good about that restaurant. The name's a little bit of a mouthful. I don't. What would you shorten it to? Just Charlotte's. Charlotte's, of course. Okay, so I'm gonna shorten it now. Do you want to know who's good happy hour? Who's that? Charlotte's. Let's go there. Well, first, I gotta tell you, I'm really excited because we are in mm. some of the prettiest light. On a Sunday morning, mm. I have seen in a restaurant in a while. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. How am I looking, guys? Beautiful. We, oh, oh good. See, so, Real good. We're perfect. Beautiful. This, we can end this interview now. Right. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we're finished. It's over. So we are at, so let me make sure I get the name correctly. This is the first time I've been here. So okay. Charlotte's Southern Deli and Tapas. Yes. Yes? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So let's walk through who you two are. And give me a little background on the restaurant itself because it started in Newport News that mm-hmm. was like, man, we'll go to Richmond. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Nikki Gregory and um, I'm from Newport News, Virginia, born and raised. Bad news, stand up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, Paul and I met in Charlotte, North Carolina at Johnson & Wales University. Um, what year was that? Two. 2010 is when we met. Yeah, 2010. And we've just been, you know, rocking together ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, we did an externship at the Williamsburg Lodge and Conference Center, you know, in Colonial Williamsburg. Um, we were there for like four years. Four years, yeah. I really like that huge complex, actually. It's a bit, it's bigger than you think it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. The whole, like that whole colonial part where everybody dresses up and then. Um, yeah, you'll just be driving down the street and people will be in period costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You've seen one of those, like, which, what's wrong? I mean, it's right for the picture, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you'll right. have a business and a guy, like, dressed up like a pilgrim. Right. <laughs> I don't think there are pilgrims uh, in Blainsbury. <laughs> right. This is a food podcast, not a history podcast. Right. That's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Right. <laughs> On the low. It is. On the it low. Is. It, everyone has the bonnets, and you can buy those, like, those hoop stick games. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So you were making period food, or was it not period food? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of it yeah, was, actually. actually. So what, <laughs> what, what, what were some of the menu items? Um, um, we did, like, Oh, you can with a spoon bread, yeah, peanut soup, mm. because that was also a period food. Yeah, Hop and John, just stuff local to Virginia, like Virginia history. So, did you use historical recipes or recipes that had been adapted to? Oh no, they were definitely updated. 
No. Ah, <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah. I totally can, though. Yeah. Seriously, because in Williamsburg, there's a brewery that actually does a bunch of historical beer recipes, and one of them involved burnt molasses. It was delicious mm. beer, but like, I mean, sometimes okay. historical recipes are the smartest for the uses. I, I think they're really good for bread. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, bread's kind of got it right. Yeah. It kind of got it right with bread. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they got it right with bread. <laughs> <laughs> so Williamsburg Lodge, well, first, Johnson & Wales, both culinary degrees, correct? And I didn't finish. Well, I mean. She's a superstar. It's oh, all right. right. It's all right, though. Right. It's all right, though. Independent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. So what drew you to go down to get your culinary education? Okay, so up until like 11th grade, I definitely thought I wanted to be a plastic surgeon, Okay, you know, to like help the children with cleft lips. And then I realized senior year that I just I don't like school. And (laughs) I don't think being a doctor was going to be the best route. There's Um, a lot of school involved with that. Yeah, yeah. So but then I realized, you know, um, that I enjoyed cooking because I always had like a cooking job. My dad was an executive chef. So um, he got me my first job at the Williamsburg Country Club. And so I've just always worked in the food industry. I never thought about making it a career, though, until, like, senior year. Did your parents have any thoughts about you joining the family business? Um, my mom always would say, like, she's, it would have been one of us. If it wasn't me, it would have been my sister Leah or something, you know. But she was just like, well, there goes the holidays. <laughs> mm. Right. Doctors work holidays. Right. Too, right. I don't. <laughs> you sounded just like her. I know I did. <laughs> there goes the holidays. Right. <laughs> Nothing like a, mo- a mother's guilt. I right. Say supportive. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Um, well, I am. I'm from Kilmonic, Virginia, and um, I went to Virginia State University. Graduated there in 2009. Did hospitality management there decided when I was finished there I was going to go ahead and concentrate fully in culinary. I knew I wanted to cook. I started cooking probably when I was 17. So that was almost a given from that point. So tell me a little bit about your menu choices Um, because Southern Deli and Small Plates are, I mean, usually Southern food is massive plates. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, We really wanted to refine it, you know, I mean... It's still substantial. Yeah. Very much. And I think... Mm, yeah. I know because we're using, like, um, locally sourced food and, like, good quality food that people sometimes will, like, see the food and be like, this isn't enough. But then once you eat it, you realize it's substantial because you're eating, like, vegetables. You know what I'm saying? Like, fresh pickles. Um, we have, like, a cucumber tomato salad. And, like, everybody's always concerned about, like, the portion size. But then, like... Just eat it, and you'll be full. I promise. A lot of our menu items are influenced by stuff we grew up on. You know, my grandma always had, like, pickles in the basement and, like, canned stuff, um, stuff like that. Tell me what you guys know about this menu item you're serving called Yakamane. First, spell it. Okay, Y O C K A. M-E-I-N. Oh, I feel like I'm at the spelling bee right now. And it's pretty pervasive in the area in which you grew up in. It's actually originated, the Yakamane did, correct? Yes, it did. And are you guys doing the traditional 
Yakamin that you find in the Tidewater area? Um, from what I've seen, the thing that makes it traditional is it has to have ketchup in it. Everything I've read says if if it doesn't have ketchup in it, it's not yak. That's everything I've seen. Really? Yeah. Like that's that's a staple of the base of the soup. Okay, and you guys are using the traditional lo mein noodles that is the Tidewater space. Yes. Okay. Now, what can you can you give me the your you don't have to give me the recipe, but can you tell me kind of the basis of basics of what you guys are doing? Um, yeah. So the broth obviously has um, ketchup in it. Our version has um, ketchup in it. Um, uh, green onions, red onions, garlic, and we uh, reduce it and let it get that flavor. And then um, we put smoked chicken in it, collard greens, um, shaved onion, green onions, um, a pickled egg, and then um, tomato jam. And when do you serve this amazing stuff? At our tapas hour from uh, 4 to 8, Monday through uh, Thursday. And then um, it's 4 to 9, Friday and Saturday. So when we were talking about it a little earlier, you said to me that you grew up eating yakame. Yes. So, like, where would you go to get it in the Tidewater area? Well, you would hit up your local uh, Chinese restaurant, um, my favorite was Ming Garden off of Warwick. <clears throat> Anyways, and so what they would, it was usually, I think originally it was supposed to be just like a simple noodle soup, but every region would like put their own twist on it. Like every restaurant had their own recipe of it. Like someone would use like a sweet and sour sauce. Some people would use ketchup in it. Um, it just varied depending on what part of Newport News also. There's also like kind of like a sauteed version of it where you kind of, that's more like lo mein where you make like a sweet, savory sauce to toss it all in. Um, but ours is definitely more like southern ramen. And do you order it and say I'd like yak or do you say the whole thing? I'd like yakamane. You can order it as yak. That's fine. That's fine. You, I mean, you'd know, you'd know what, what we, we were talking about. They don't, they don't, we'll know what you want. Yeah. 100% know what you want. Is it just the two of you in your kitchen? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All day, every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would exist without both of us because we really are well at putting things together. We, we're really good at putting, doing things separately and then coming back together and making a really good product. So where is your area of expertise in the, in the teamwork, Paul? Um, I handle most of the deli meats. I definitely do that. I do that. I do the, um, soups. I want to go ahead and intervene real quick. Go though. ahead and intervene. Um, go ahead and intervene. I don't want people to think that I don't know how to butcher. No, she uh, does very I much. Do. I mean, this is just what he does. I'm sorry. This is what what I do. This is what I make my time for. I didn't feel that way. <laughs> okay. okay. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel. I heard no butchering. <laughs> right. I just want you to know. I'm with you. Paul. I'm okay. with you. Okay. I love you. Oh, love you too. So that was my next question. You just said, I love you. So what are, what are we talking about here? Is this a, a family business now? Or like, what's the situation? Hashtag Bay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so how does that work in terms of like bringing your work from home to the office back to home? How, how, is, how, how long have you guys been doing that? And how, what are some of the pitfalls and some of the, the great points about that? You really, for me, don't take anything personal. Like, when we have arguments, it's about what we're currently upset about. Yeah. And you don't bring in 
well, your beard looks stupid or like, you know, just like I hate your mom or nothing like that. You know, that's not anything that has to do. Not that I hate Paul's mom <laughs> or anything. I don't want her to think and that. Your beard looks wonderful. Right. <laughs> very healthy. I'm envious. Thank All you. Right. <laughs> very healthy. Um, and you're a great butcher. Thank you. <laughs> Look, this is a therapy session now. Right. I don't even know his mom, but I'm very <laughs> lovely. Um, but yeah, you know, just keeping things, don't take anything personal. Like if, if I'm like, mm, this might be a little salty, you know, uh, just fix it. It's not that I think you don't know how to cook or anything like that. Or he'll maybe say, mm, I think you should have let this rise a little more or something like that. You know, yeah. we're always got to check each other. Yeah. Checks and balances, <laughs> you know, at home and in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's right. great. So Richmond tends to be, and I'm going to get deep here, guys, deep. Richmond <laughs> tends to be, it's kind of tough to be in the restaurant scene here in Richmond as a newcomer. I, I, I know this. I've been working in the Richmond restaurant scene for almost 20 years. And a lot of, there's a lot of groups that tend to hang with each mm -hmm. other pretty exclusively with each other. They're not intending to be exclusionary, right. but that's just how it works. They bro out with each other and that keeps going. Yeah. How have you found the Richmond community in accepting you all from Newport News as, as new individuals? I think it's been pretty accepting. I also feel like we've been a little low key too. Right. So we're right. kind of been flying under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been really trying to just like become solid first before we make too much noise. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's been very accepting. Like, nobody's been like out of pocket. A lot of people have reached out. Uh, Richmond Magazine has. Um, our food purveyor did an interview with us. Like, everyone's been pretty cool about it. I was kind of concerned because my sister did tell me, she was like, Nikki, there's only like five food groups up here. Everybody owns everything. And that's going to be hard. But I feel like in the industry, though, there's always those politics that come around like, oh, you're new. You have to work hard and show that you deserve to be here and stuff. So it's nothing that we weren't like surprised about. Yeah, we're but I mean, we're doing about it. it. So you had mentioned that you opened a previous cafe in the Mariners Museum in Newport News. Did you mention it or did I read that this I morning? Mentioned you mentioned it. Okay. Mm. Either way, it was mentioned. It was mentioned. Yes, yes. What was yes. that experience like in, in that, that kind of situation? It was interesting, yeah. to say the least. Um, it wasn't really a kitchen. We were, we were kind of cooking in, I don't even know what I want to call it, because it was definitely made for pre-made foods. We had a cookie oven. And five crock pots, yeah, five crock pots. Mm -hmm. um, let me tell you. You were in a restaurant. You were camping. Basically. Um, let me tell you. I did not know that a Otis Spunkmeyer cookie oven could make roast beef until it, we worked it there. It can. It can. I want to say it runs at like three fifty or something. I don't. I don't there's, there's no thermometer. Shows that make you cook with very right random tools. Yeah. 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 Yeah, There's we are actually. Yeah, we was we was roughing it out there. Right. We was roughing it out there. We were. <laughs> so, what were you able to make that you were proud of out of that out of that sort of kitchen? Oh, everything. I mean, what we do here was, for the most part, what we did there. Like, yeah, we had electric burners. Yeah. We had our um. We still had our smoker. Mm -hmm. So that was fine. That was outside. We smoked our own pastrami. We um, smoked our own turkey. We roasted our own beef. Made our own. Pork. Like yeah, we, we did the roast of pork everything. back then. And all that's happening here, right? You guys are doing all yeah. that here? You're smoking your own turkey, mm -hmm. smoking, roasting your own beef. Mm -hmm. and, but I just want to I saw 
you guys do lunch sandwiches. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I see an $8.50 lunch sandwich. You're doing all that back work and doing all your... I mean, you're clearly the butcher, so you're obviously <laughs> doing it all. Right? <laughs> He's across the table you know, from me. When you're, when you're not paying anyone, you can do things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. When it's all your own labor. Right. <laughs> but you guys are doing all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We make the pasta salad, the potato salad, the pickles, dressings, ranch. Um, focaccia. Focaccia. What else? Go ahead and keep going. Pimento keep cheese. going. Pimento cheese, she crab, vegan gumbo, which is very good. You don't miss a meat. Um, Preserves. Yeah. Um, yeah. A fried chicken galantine. Yeah. I heard about this chicken tender shoved with sausage wrapped in <laughs> love. I thought it was a plate of amazing. Right. <laughs> dumped over with greatness. I mean, like, the, 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 the laundry list of items in this galantine sounds just decadent as crap yeah it's like you take the south and just jam it into one thing and throw it in the fryer you can't have (laughs) like we couldn't not have fried chicken but we didn't want to do fried chicken so we took it up a notch paul and i will always make time for um like a dessert every friday like last week i made donuts like Like, yeast or cake yeast yeast (laughs) She says that with conviction. You must yes. hang your on. Favorite you type need of to know it's on. yeast. It was a challah <laughs> donut. Challah. <laughs> so Hala. good. <laughs> I wish you guys could see both right. of their faces when they said challah donut. That's, that's amazing. Right. So you, do you do a dessert or try to do a dessert every week or so? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We try to keep up with it. The, we've noticed that people's cheat day. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. So, so. we're in accordance with that. Right. <laughs> We have an agreement right. throughout the area. Right. <laughs> if you guys are cheating on your diet, Friday is the day to do it mm-hmm. at Charlotte's mm-hmm. because she's making challah donuts. <laughs> right. So one of my questions was obviously who is Charlotte, but that's where you guys met. Um, that's that's that yes. connection mm-hmm. there. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's very quick. Scott is right. <laughs> Nothing gets by him. Right. <laughs> Happy New Year, Roby. <laughs> That's so great. So let's talk about that moment in Charlotte where your eyes met across the kitchen and you knew. Let's talk about that. What was it like? What was that first? What was it? Was it love at first sight? Was it tolerance at first sight? Do you want me to? Yeah, you can tell this one. Okay. You can tell this one. So at Johnson and Wales, they had, um, uh, what was it? What was the name of the class? Dining. 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 Okay. That's the actual class. Dining. Advanced dining, yes. I totally can do that. Right. <laughs> it is. It teaches you how to like um, how to serve, how to like be a maitre d', how to eat at a restaurant properly and have dialogue with people that you might not know. Yeah, it teaches you wine service, table side, French style service. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Russian style service was one too. Yeah, we did service all that. Service yeah. Bacon Caesar salads. Um, anyway, so... Like table side Caesar salads? Yeah, yeah. Like with the bowl and the anchovies. Sure, yeah. And you make the dressing with an egg. So we got picked up because somebody was like, you from this class and you from this class. Y'all sit together. And that's how we got picked up. Yeah, they would use it as dinner. It was a ranged dining table. Yeah. 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 So then we got picked together and he was like, um, he was like, I went to Virginia State. And I was like, oh, my sister went to Virginia State. He was like, oh, who's your sister? I was like, Shelly. And they were like, oh, I know Shelly. We're both in the band. 
I was like, oh, okay. And I thought nothing of it because I never really liked Shelly's friends. So I assumed <laughs> that I was not uh, going to like this person. You uh, know what I'm saying? You just look just like her. I was like, oh, you look like someone I know. No, you're her sister. That's right. why you look like someone I know. Right. And it just <laughs> kind of blossomed from there. We just... You, you, oh, you just, I, you're going to have to say it out loud because you realize this is a podcast. Nobody can no. see you moving your shoulders right there. <laughs> uh, you, you just connected yeah, over arranged dining right. and the, the despise of your sister's friends? Well, yeah. over time. I don't know. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't talk for like a couple weeks after meeting each other. Yeah, we didn't. It was like weird college. Not that he remembers. Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah, it was like college. So, you know, you meet somebody and you chat it up like you're going to be friends and then you don't really hit them back. It was one of those situations at first. And then um, we met up after a party or something. No, that doesn't sound accurate. <laughs> Fact check. It was, um, you overheard me talking to Kersey. Uh-huh. Because I was going to go home. Oh, right. That's okay, so... College was a little tough. It was really far away. For me, it was six hours away. And so, like, you get homesick. And I was just like, oh, I need to go home. And so I overheard um, Paul taking his friend. And I was like, I have $10. This is when $10 went worth far of gas. On gas. It went, went far. so far on gas. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I got $10. I had a little Nissan Sentra. Yeah. That was, tw- that was $20. Yeah, you can right. travel the world. <laughs> travel the world yeah. with $20. And so we just hopped mm-hmm. on. And, you know, obviously you're going to chit-chat and become friends on a six-hour ride. Yeah. And then a six-hour ride back. So who made whom the first meal, as a, like the first date meal? Who, who was in the kitchen and who was, who was getting Do we, fed? How, how does this turn from a food podcast into a dating podcast? Right. Can somebody ask Scott about his last date? Can you see where I am in my life? Oh. And who is going to be I'm really thinking. Meal? All right. Right. <laughs> I'm really thinking because I don't. I don't remember. I feel like we just cooked together. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Back to the food. Sorry, Ruby. No, no. I think it's great because I I feel like a true labor of love um, translates into dining, service, what you guys do, how much you love it. So I I think the background is excellent. I did want to reset one one quick second. Uh, Charlotte's is located right in the heart of downtown Richmond at 10th and Canal. Mm-hmm. What's what's the vibe down here like during the day? I'm stuck in the newsroom usually. Uh, it's starting to pick up. Yeah, it's so. starting to pick up. There, um, yeah, because more people are starting to move into the lofts. Yeah. So that's picking up from there. Um, lunch is pretty hard and heavy. <laughs> when we first opened, it was insanity. People would all come at 12 o'clock on the dot. And so we would be doing like 100 tickets in like an hour. It was insane. It was insane. Like we were just slinging out sandwiches. Did you get these sandwiches? And again, it's just the two of you? Yeah, it was yeah. just the two of us. Well, it wasn't just the two of us. We had two, the two of us uh, cooking. front of the house people, Drew and Jordan. Um, they're not here, but we wish they could be. Anywho. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was, like, crazy because everybody would just come at the same time and, like, have only five minutes left on their break. And, like, it was crazy because we are making the sandwiches to order. So they're, like, fresh as possible. And so, you know, it would get crazy, but we were keeping up. Yeah, I didn't know you could make sandwiches that fast. Yeah, I'm insane. From... Sandwich Ninja. Yeah. 
Right. The sandwich ninja, if you guys could <laughs> hear her. I, downtown is a very much 12 to 1 lunch yeah. spot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, and people are very, very, very interested in getting their, their meal at 12.10 and being able to have 50 minutes to enjoy their sandwich. Exactly. Which I, yeah, I mean, Y'all regular spread their time out. Yeah. They know now. Yeah. Now it's more spread out. Like, people start coming around 11 to 3. You know, it's reasonable. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And so that was part of the plan to begin with, I'm guessing, is to open up a place in the, uh, the business district, basically the financial district, mm-hmm. and have those set hours so you're not opening at 7 a.m. and closing at 11 p.m. Yeah. What was it about that decision to make that kind of I just thought about when we used to open at 8. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, breakfast was kind of slow because okay. I, I feel like I know exactly why because, like, Sometimes it's hard in the morning and you just all of a sudden you're 30 minutes late and you're just like, what do I do? I need to run. And you just, yeah, you just miss lunch. Yeah, you breakfast miss, is a routine. Yeah, you just miss It's breakfast. kind of hard to just implant yourself into someone's routine. Yeah, it was kind of hard with breakfast. So then we just decided to do, because at first we were open for breakfast and lunch because we didn't have our ABC license yet. And so people don't really come out for dinner without alcohol. Yeah, we changed the hours um, for breakfast because we just weren't making enough money. So we just said to that and then open for dinner and it's going better. And like people, it was weird when we changed the hours. It felt like that's when people started to stagger. In yeah, people little. started to stagger in a little differently when we changed the hours. Mm-hmm. So what's the next steps for you all? You guys are pretty busy here. I bet you your lunch crowd is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What do you guys do? After, I mean, t- small plates come in the evening. Mm-hmm. So, what's next? Expand the menu, just stay the course. You want to talk about Juneteenth? Oh, yes. Um, well, we're planning a big event this year. We're planning on doing a Juneteenth party this year. Um, we were going to shoot for it last year, but we wanted to wait, get a little more organized. But we're going to have guest chefs come and we're going to have them do some demos around the room. Um, Gonna have some African storytellers. Hopefully, we'll get in contact with them, and we'll have live music, and we'll have a DJ. So that will be a whole standing cocktail type of um, cocktail type of service. So we're gonna also do pastor d'oeuvres and you know provide cocktails. Will you sell tickets to the Juneteenth party, or how will you work that out? Yeah. Yes, we'll sell tickets to it. And will we be able to find this information on your website or your um, social media? Yes. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, we're going to start um, posting uh, more information. Our Instagram is at Charlotte's LLC. Um, follow us. Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, um, we haven't got that far into planning, but um, hopefully um, by... February, the end of February, early March, we're going to start um, posting flyers and promoting more. And then um, we're going to do a tier system. So obviously there'll be cheaper ones. So keep your eyes out. Yeah, get those cheap um, tickets. Right. Get those cheap tickets. And then they'll probably go up once we get closer to the event. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so the lessons learned between April and the grand opening in November was breakfast is slow. Mm-hmm. People like to drink when they eat dinner. Yes. All right. I mean, I, I feel like those are perfect lessons. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've never thought about the fact that breakfast is a routine and that sliding yourself into someone's routine who's used to driving maybe through a drive-thru to mm-hmm. get a cup of coffee and whatever someone at, at a drive-thru can slap between a, a kind of rubbery English muffin. Yeah, we're also yeah. We're making 
we was making breakfast sandwiches to order too. So right. it wasn't like you can just come and grab something and leave. Right. This was also a business a thing. breakfast spot, not a grab and go. Yeah, yeah people but, would like people would have meetings here. Yeah, like that was a good thing to have here. Mm-hmm. And the people that did come, they were loyal. They were loyal customers. We miss you guys. Come back. Right. No breakfast anymore, but we do have our alcohol license. We'd right. love to serve you a martini. Yes, please come. I mean, what was the inspiration for the for the decorations and color scheme here? Um, the main inspiration was really just a spot to decompress because we're in so much office space. So it's just to pull you away from all of that. You know, you're around computers all day. It's nice to look out a window every now and then. Breathe in plant air. See a bird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I see a bird. There, there, there. Yes, you have a lot of live um, plant walls going on. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that has to be a ton of work to keep up with those. I, mean, I, I kill everything. Paul. Uh, oh, gosh. Paul has been through a journey. I have. But now have. he it can call himself a gardener because, my man, we, we have fruits. We had fruit on the patio. We want to do a garden party next year. Yeah, once know? the garden comes back. We like have really blueberries, tomatoes. Paul has a whole mango tree. He ate a mango and then planted it <laughs> and now has a mango tree. It's been nice. Yeah, it's, it's been here for years old. Yeah, it's been here for five years. <laughs> it has been for five years. He did it, y'all. He did it. <laughs> hey, Paul. <laughs> and the, um, we built the tables and we painted the walls. Paul made the pallets with the plants hanging off of it. I did the moss wall. Multi-talented couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, they really do spend 24 hours a day <laughs> right. together. Who does the chalk menu? Right. Oh, um, our partner's wife did it. Such a slacker. Right. Why didn't you uh, do it? Uh, uh, handwriting. Oh, <laughs> handwriting. She was busy making the moss wall, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like my handwriting. It's chicken scratch, for real. But these big open windows, do you guys see a lot of stuff happening downtown? Yes. I feel like you guys have like crazy views of all sorts of everything. Well, number one, this is accident corner. Oh, apparently. yeah, it is. Um, there's traffic accidents all the time. Um, somebody... Um, you hear that, LeVar Stoney? Get on it. <laughs> Tenth and Canal. Fix the accidents. Some yeah, well, first come for lunch. Right. <laughs> Please do. Um, somebody set one of these bushes on fire. Um... With a, a cigarette. With a cigarette. Somebody yeah, with set a, a cigarette. Bush on fire? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. I forgot about that. Um, everybody's always like making out. In yeah. Front of, in, front in front of these front windows. Of these and I'm just like, we, we can, can see, see you. you? <laughs> Maybe that's why there's so many crashes. People right. are watching people make out. Yeah. yeah. That might be it. I like that you guys are like, we can see you. <laughs> like in the middle of the day? Right. right. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I've definitely seen like that at 2 o'clock. I've definitely seen that at 2 o'clock. Crazy. Make-out sessions. I think it's because everyone catches Ubers and Lyfts from here. Right. That must, that be, must be that. Make-out party. Everybody, this so this is great. This really is the love episode. People are making out outside of their <laughs> restaurant. I like that that's something that they bring up that happens on the corner here. Yeah. Love on the corner. Love on the corner. Tenth and Canal. Aww. Maybe this should be our Valentine's Day episode. It should be. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so an episode of love, labor of love, love in the restaurant, 24 hours of love. Right. <laughs> I love it. So much love. You're listening to Roby and Scott with Eat It Virginia, and we're at Charlotte's Southern Deli and Tapas. I'm against January. Did I tell you this, Scott? I'm against it. Are you drunk now? No. Okay. I got a 
other things. There's reasons to be against it. Okay. They're going to tax my wine. Are we, t- are we recording? Is this yes. part of the podcast? Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, are we recording? <laughs> I thought we were you, just talking. He has a microphone in his face. <laughs> um, they're going to tax your wine. Yeah, the big bad government's going to come down and, well, not all of your wine. Um, no, I mean, not the California and Virginia wine. Not the Virginia wine. wine. I mean, perhaps would Virginia wineries be in support of this tariff, you think? So I think that this is a thought that we need to take a little bit further. Do you think that Virginia wineries just have a pile of wine just, hanging let, out? Let, let's pause the conversation real quick. Why don't you give people like the 10,000 mile uh, view of this conversation? Because we, right. we kind of just jumped into it. Okay, I can do it for you. It's going to be like A, B, C, D. So there is going to be taxes on European, most European wines, um, bubbly from France, you name it, that type of thing. Um, not from the Southern Hemisphere. So how about that? Based on disputes that have literally, in the way the word is supposed to be used, nothing to do with wine. Right. So the, 100%. The U.S. government is planning on adding 100% tariff on imports from Europe because of something unrelated. I hate the to word tariffs. It's t- you taxing it. Well, the same thing. Yeah, but why does people keep? Why do people keep calling it tariffs? Let's not get hung up on that. Let's I want hung- to. Well, you spent a couple of days last week researching this mm-hmm. and speaking to some local importer wine importers. Yep, yes, and, sure did. And what exactly did you learn from them? That it's really cruddy. Because why? Well, because you're okay, Scott. How much do you pay? If what is you, and any price is good, so don't think that a low price on wine is bad. What would you pay for a nice Italian red if you were going to drink it? At, I mean, let's say you drink Italian sure, red every I day. I usually don't go above thirty dollars for a bottle. Okay, so now that bottle is going to be sixty. Yeah, and I wouldn't buy that bottle. Sure, but I might buy a Virginia bottle. Saying that you're going to drink from the U.S. is a brilliant thing to say. I, I hope you do drink from any of the U.S. wineries, areas, Oregon, California, Virginia, you name it, all the things. Did you just call me brilliant? Um, yeah, wow. I, I, so clearly a slip of the tongue. Um, but they're not going to have enough wine after a bit. I mean, it's not going to be depleted tomorrow. So, I mean, I realize this sounds alarmist, but no. So we're recording this on Friday before Martin Luther King Day. Where are we in terms of the vote? And like, this, is, this isn't final yet, right? No, okay, but so. you could have publicly commented till the 13th. So right now, I don't even really know what to tell you other than buy wine right now. Stock up. <laughs> yes. Fill up that wine cellar. And if you want more information, there's a couple of places that you can go get it. Um, the free run, winemerchants.com. They have a billion different pieces of information on it. Dave Kowski of Potomac Selections gave us a ton of information, and that is over at WTVR.com. Abby Huntington, who um, is putting it all over the place. She's with Free Run, and she's asking, uh, she's answering and asking questions on her Instagram, which is at CR underscore ABI. So those are places you can get all your information. Speaking of Instagram, we are at at Eat It Virginia on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us questions, comments, concerns at eatitvirginia at gmail.com. We actually got some questions through I would like you to know that we have almost 1,700 followers. Is that right? Yeah. I don't follow it every day. I'm not Do watching you? every single person that comes in. And I'm, I'm not either, Lord, but I want you to know them. that no, this is good. You I are? Am. Of course. Oh, whoa. I, mean, this is I our... thought you were being not serious. No, no. This is, <laughs> this is our passion project. We want to sure. see it succeed. So every person that follows followers, us, it's, I think it's is amazing. It's wonderful to see. Uh, so we put out a question earlier this week. What do you guys want to know from us? And we got a few questions. One we're going to highlight right now. If you want to see the others, you can go check out our Instagram 
to see some of those questions and answers. And you know what, Scott? You're a pro at this question. Like you're the proest of pros. The proest of pros it must be brilliant yeah, because okay, you said it out is, of your yes. mouth. Uh, we had a question come in from Snickers for dinner at Snickers for dinner. I know who that is. Love you, Jessica. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Snickers for dinner. Is she a fun mom? Mm-hmm. Her question comes off like she's a fun mom. She's a great mom. Okay. Snickers for dinner or Jessica. She wanted to know uh, places around town that she could bring her three children to have a nice meal for adults and the kids will you be... You ascertained that she has three kids? I followed up with a question. I love this yeah, about you. Yeah. This is like service with a billion questions. Journalism school, baby. Yes, great stuff. It wasn't four wasted years. Um, anyway, she wanted to know where she could take her three children, have a nice adult meal, and also have the children entertained. You interjected immediately and said what? I said Hutch because I have been to the Silly Supper at Hutch. And can I just tell you... It, we all know that I am love kids that are other people's kids. I don't have kids. And this was great because they have cocktail specials. I played with stickers. There was one where you can make friendship bracelets. They had a whole Star Wars one. I don't know what the next upcoming one, but it's what, January the 29th? I think you Check should go. Check it out if you're a family. This is in Henrico's West End off of Gaskins Road and Gate and Crossing Shopping Center. But let's overlap this because you came back with an even more brilliant idea on top of going to Hutch. Oh, right, right, right. So my suggestion... I said brilliant again and you didn't you oh, didn't point it out. Oh, my head is getting large. This office is not big enough for us. Uh, my suggestion was if it's a two-adult uh, type situation when you go out take your kids out... I love that you advocate not leaving your kid if you're just right. one adult. One of the adults can can stay with the children while they're doing their silly supper. The other adult can sneak around to Mix, which is uh, the sister cocktail bar to Hutch, have a nice drink in a beautiful setting. Maybe Josh will be there oh, playing his favorite tunes. Last time he was there, he was dressed up as Prince. I think they were having a special Prince night there. <laughs> he had, up at Prince he had the night. eyeliner. It was, it, was, it was impressive. Love you, Josh. <laughs> um, so go check out Mix, have a cocktail, and then you just tag team your partner, and they get oh, a drink. And pass then, the baton. Yeah, it's beautiful. Look at that. And where else are we taking the kids? So I have a little bit of experience in this uh, field. Why do you have experience? There are two children in this world that call me dad. Nice. Yeah. So my suggestion to them is follow Roby's Instagram, sit right next to her, oh, the yeah. table right next to her, and just be as loud and obnoxious as possible. I will share my french fries. No, she won't. I will, I will. Mm, you get one. Grudgingly. All right. <laughs> I came up with a list, a, a medium-sized list of places that we've enjoyed as a family. A medium-sized list? Well, I'm not going to like, list <laughs> a thousand. Be- I, want, I just want to make sure there are other places out there. No. This is Scott. I came up with a medium-sized list. Oh, Jesus. It's never going to end. All right. Hot Chick. Hot Chick and Shaco Bottom. Hot Chick Bottom. is good for kids? I think so. Nice. They have big screen TVs. The kids love The Office. The Office always seems to be playing when we go in there. I don't know what's up with that, Chris Staples, but the kids love it. He's, he's smart. Big chicken sandwiches, lots of French fries, big tall drinks. What could I mean? It's loud. Sure. It's, so you're it's not, not bothering anybody. Yep, yeah, okay. it's great. Uh, SB's Lakeside Love Shack. Sarah Beth has created a beautiful space for kids and families to have a lot of fun. We've seen their chalkboard menu with all the options. Glitter. Glitter pancakes. I mean, the cre- amount of creativity and love you kind of feel in that place when you walk in, very conducive to families. Nice. The Mill at MacArthur. They have like a kid corner. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. The minute the mill at MacArthur, like you feel like you're in uh, like an adult restaurant, and the kids are just making. The, there's food options there for the kids. It's it's a neighborhood place, so there's always going nice. to be families there. And mm-hmm. I felt like every time I brought my children there, they really loved it. And then crafted over in the new Libby Mill, huge space, so the kids can be loud. 
Um, the brunch is kind of all over the place with families running around. Um, the food has been really good when I've gone. So those we, are the places that I would suggest. As adults, I'll talk to you about Crafted real quickly. We've had a little bit of a hit and miss there, but I think they're starting to tumbleweed. So I think you're going to see it go up a little bit. You know, when a tumbleweed gains momentum and oh, such see, too. When I hear tumbleweed, I hear like empty. No, like I understand. Like vast in the thing. No, I'm saying growing. When you said go up a little bit. I thought you meant like it was going to, I don't know. No, like close. gains momentum and gotcha. roll forward fast. So this whole lack of carbs, things that I'm going through right now, my mind is kind of racing during the day. I have a lot of more energy. I'm thinking, you know, like things are happening in my brain, right? I think it's the lack of carbs that are doing it. I feel like this, it may be just the lack of food. This is my, this is an idea that has been percolating in my head since, since the calendar flipped to 2020. Okay. And, and I haven't totally fleshed it out yet. So please just kind of go with me. Okay. Nod your head, and then when you, I get to a point where you're like, this is a bad idea, you can just kind of say it. Can I just say this is a bad idea? Not quite yet. Okay. My ego is not that strong. Okay, all right. You, you got you to give me a little bit of... Uh, I, 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 forge forward, Scott. What if we create an Eat of Virginia dinner party thing where maybe once a quarter, or we try it at least once, let's try it at least once, Okay. where we convince a restaurant or a local chef for, I mean, he's gonna get, he or she's gonna get paid. I mean, there'll, there'll be a, a ticket involved with this, but someone they buy, uh, diners, you and I, and diners buy a ticket. We all kind of support this Richmond restaurant or a Richmond chef. It's like a three course meal, let's say, like an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. Um, I say we do it family style. That way, they don't have to dish everything out. Well, yeah, it's gonna be one. Yeah, sure, no, like uh, big, big containers, big Fine, yeah. whatever it is. But it's just a way to showcase the people in our community that we're talking to and kind of get this community of, I'm not going to call them foodies, but just people who might not have like a group that they go out to eat with people that maybe their friends aren't big restaurant diners, but they want to like go experience some of the places that we're talking about and kind of just kind of make, make a thing. Okay. Not a bad idea. I could see that going forward. What what are some of the pitfalls there? Well, a, I don't really know what to call them pitfalls. First, you have to, the, First, we have to prepare the restaurants, which we can do that. That's a, that's a relatively easy thing. Second, I don't think that they should have to hire extra servers, so family style is the way to go. Okay. So food that can be dished out by us or the people that attend. By us? Yes, you and me, Scott. Oh, my gosh. More work. This is a terrible idea. Yep, here we go. And then I think that we need to talk about ticket price. Yeah, I, I, was, I was taking an informal poll around the newsroom, people of various job titles, ages, or whatever. And the kind of the number that I was hearing was 50. Now, if I don't think, this wouldn't include alcohol. People would be on their own for alcohol, Okay, I think, right? Because that, that gets really expensive. $50. For uh, an entree. And that would include like tip too, I guess. I think that's exactly. I think $50, yeah. one and done. Tip, tax, everything. Right. I'd, I'd do it. All right. So we want to hear from you folks who are happen to be listening to us today. Is this an idea that you would support? Would you like to go out and eat with a whole bunch of Friends and new friends? No, he's asking the actual question. Would you like to go out to eat with people you don't know that share similar interests? New friends. New friends. That's what I said. New friends. Friends. New friends. Let us know what you think about that idea. Well, you can send us messages at Eat It, ja- eat it Jamaica? <laughs> That's a spinoff podcast. <laughs> That's next when we, get, when we go on the road. You can send us emails at eatitvirginia at gmail.com or you can shoot us messages at eatitvirginia. As always, guys, we love your reviews, so please pop them up over wherever it is you listen to your podcast. So that's like Stitcher or iTunes or, or so many other things. 
Got anything else, Scott? I don't. It was a good seeing you today. Can somebody please review Scott's idea? Because this is what I really need to hear. <laughs> well, then I guess the next step is to hope for brunch at Charlotte's, the new name of their restaurant. You're listening to Romy and Scott with Eat It Virginia. This episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> No! Oh, God, no.